What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hi, friends. It's Dr. Joseph here with you for day six of our Joshua podcast, and I'm excited to be with you. I'm going to be reading out the New International Version, and we're going to be reading Joshua chapter 3, verses 7 through 17. So let's dig in here. It says, The Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to honor you in the eyes of all the Israelites, and they will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. Speak to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. Tell them, When you reach the edge of the Jordan River, go into the water and stand there. Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here, listen to what the Lord your God is saying. You will soon know that the living God is among you. He will certainly drive out the people now living in the land. He'll do it to make room for you. He'll drive out the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, and Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. The ark will go into the Jordan River ahead of you. It's the ark of the covenant of the Lord of the whole earth. Choose twelve men from the tribes of Israel. Choose one from each of the tribes. The priest will carry the ark of the Lord. He's the Lord of the whole earth. As soon as the priests step into the Jordan, it will stop flowing. The water that's coming down the river will pile up in one place. That's how you will know that the living God is among you. So the people took their tents down. They prepared to go across the Jordan River. The priest carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. The water of the Jordan was going over its banks. It always does this at that time the crops are being gathered. The priests came to the river. Their feet touched the water's edge. Right away, the water coming down the river stopped flowing. It piled up far away in a town called Adam near Zarathon. The water flowing down to the Dead Sea was completely cut off. So the people went across the Jordan River opposite Jericho. The priests carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. They stopped in the middle of the river and stood on dry ground. They stayed there until the whole nation of Israel had gone across on dry ground. Let me ask you, do you remember some tests that you had maybe growing up? Maybe you remember your uh, first driving test. I remember I got my hardship license whenever I was 14 years old, and so I had to go and take a driver's test at that time. I'll never forget, I pulled up to a four-way stop, and I California rolled that thing, which means I barely rolled into it, and I saw that it was my turn, and I took off. I don't think the instructor liked that too much. I remember uh, taking the ACT test, and you know maybe this is kind of sparking some uh, terrible memories or nightmares from past for you. But I I remember as well that uh, I didn't make as good on the ACT, uh, and yet uh, there was a chance for me to come back and to take it again. And and whenever I took it again, it it really uh, it, I was able to make a better score. I was even able to take it what they call residually, meaning my score stayed at that school. I had a room to myself, and it was a great experience, and I I bumped up my score, which means I got some more scholarship money. I was excited about that. Recently, I won't forget uh, taking my doctoral comprehensive exams. And whenever I took those exams, what I did is I had a full week of nothing but essay questions. Now, I was basically given a question, and I had about three hours to answer it, and all you did was just write everything you knew for that one question. I did that for a whole week. 
uh, of exams. And it was rough, but praise the Lord, I made an A. I passed it. You know, here I am today. And whenever I think about this uh, story, this account of what happens in Joshua, it, it really was a test of faith for Joshua. If you think about uh, the children of Israel have been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. They had seen Moses as their leader throughout this time. He brought the children from Egypt all the way back to the Jordan River. And they, if you think about beforehand, there's this time wherever Joshua and Caleb, along with 10 other spies, they went into the land. And we know the story of what happened there, of how the 10 spies came back and said, no, we can't do it. Joshua and Caleb said, yes, we can. And they say, we can, we can do this. And yet the people responded uh, in, in just uh, rebellion, rebellion against God. And yet here they are. They're back again. Moses was not able to enter, enter into the land. Instead, this was going to be Joshua. And until this time, they've been following the pillar of smoke, a cloud of fire. And, and we remember how Moses, he went up into a mountain to, to die. And it was during this time that he named Joshua as one of the, he was one of the spies from earlier as the new leader for the children of Israel. And while the Lord told Joshua back in Joshua chapter 1, be strong and courageous. You even see that in Deuteronomy, the end of Deuteronomy. There was still this lingering question, was Joshua going to be the true leader called by God? So here they are, camping once again. Not only camping, but they're looking at a raging river in front of them that was at flood stage. And the questions began to swirl in their mind of, could we cross this? I mean, God had brought us back to this place. Could we cross this just like the generation before across the Red Sea? There is the promised land. They can see it. They truly saw the Jordan River as an obstacle. Brittany and I, we've had the chance to stand there at this spot and, and see, uh, see across the Jordan from one side to the other. And sometimes we have to remember it's in these greatest obstacles that our faith in the Lord is tested. And we've heard the last, as we heard on the last time of the podcast, that there, there reached a point to where it came time. It was time for them to take up the ark and, and lead the way. And we see that right before this, God shares some encouraging words with Joshua. Well, well, first he gives them a word of his presence. I love what it says there. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You know, the same faithfulness of God to bring his covenant children through the wilderness to this place again is what uh, was going to push them forward as they entered into the promised land. It was a word of obedience. You shall stand in the Jordan, right? I'm not going to, you have got to obey and trust in me. This is this was been something just totally weird to them. Go stand in the water. What? We got to take the Ark of the Covenant and go stand in the water? Yes, this is what God's calling us to do. Don't want, don't run away from the obstacles, what he's really saying. He said, go and face it with the presence of God. And I think it's a word of promise. Joshua turns to the people and love how he says the promises of God that that is shown and shown. God to be faithful time and time again. And here he was, a chance for for them to trust in the faithfulness of God. And he declares, this is what's going to happen. The water's going to be cut off so they can cross over. And we think about this miracle, just like any other miracle, is to reveal the nature of God. So 
God was showing his plan for the children of Israel, not with them building a bridge. He didn't you know, say, hey, here's a bunch of wood. Go tear that down, build a bridge from one side to the other. But instead to be an example of his future plan for the people. And, and notice that it wasn't Joshua that was leading the way. It was the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God that was going before him. Think back to the parting of the Red Sea. Moses, he, he simply raised his hand and worshiped to God, raised the staff, and the sea was opened up by the Lord. And here we have God's presence going beforehand again and providing the way. Now, I, I love what it says in verse 14, especially in the King James Version. It says these words, so it was. It was a a declarative statement of something that specifically happened. You you think back into creation. God created the heavens and the earth, and we see this phrase again. So it was, right? So that light came to be. At the end of of the uh, Bible, we hear in Revelation chapter 1, Look, he's coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. So it was. It wasn't that they sat there and pondered about this. It wasn't that they had a committee meeting to figure it out. No, they did what they were supposed to do. They packed it all up and they they trusted and obeyed. Now let me just say, there's this detrimental teaching that's happening in the churches today that says, if you just say it, then it has to happen. That God has to do what you say if you have the right faith. That you can claim certain things, and God must do it, like we're pulling puppet strings. And then when things don't happen according to how you want them to do, then either you didn't have enough faith, or that God must not be happy with you, or there's even some people there could begin to question the existence of God. And what it is is that people are trying to step into the water without the presence of God. And when we try to live our lives outside of the will and presence of God, we are missing something in our lives. We're missing what it means to really follow Jesus. And how it doesn't matter what may come or what stands before us, as long as we are being led by the power and the presence of God, we will see that there is no other way to go, no matter where it leads. And I love how it wasn't just that they went in and had to swim through. The language shows the immediacy and that whenever the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark just dip, just touched the water, something began to happen. God's plan began to happen. I love here, the water stood still. They stopped flowing. And not only did it stop flowing, but it began to pile up back in the city of Adam. Not only did the water stop there at Jordan, but they stopped flowing into the Dead Sea. And the priests stood firm on dry ground right in the middle of the Jordan as all the people crossed over. Just as God brought the people out of bondage with a miracle, he was bringing them into the promised land with a miracle as well. And you know, and the, the amazing significance is how the waters eventually, they were going to come back through, which means there was no turning back. And the way was opened and secured by the presence of God. For me, I can't help but see Jesus all over this story. 
You see, when the ark that represents God's presence went into the waters that flowed from Adam to the Dead Sea, the water stopped and the way was provided. I think about when Jesus, Emmanuel, we say that name, God with us, who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God. When Jesus declared he is the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except by him. When we see that he stood in the gap for us, he bore the cross that we deserve. When we see how He, we can receive the promise of eternal life in God through the, through the resurrection. Friends, it gives us reason to celebrate and trust in the Lord, and we walk in obedience to him. Friend, let me just tell you, for the believer, when the tests of your faith come, how do you respond? You know, are you willing to pack up the tents and trust in the Lord? Or are you wanting to build a bridge? Do you see uh, everything as an obstacle or an opportunity to trust in the plan of God? Friend, here today, the simple call to trust in the be- and obey in the Lord no matter where he leads you. Maybe you're an unbeliever. Maybe you're a skeptic that's been listening to this. And friend, I want you to see, can you see how Jesus has brought you to this place today to simply hear the good news that Jesus died for you? He he didn't die for you uh, in order order to just uh, make you into uh, somebody that's going to be... a good church member or anything like that. Friend, uh, he didn't die for you because of your resume. I mean, you think about the children of Israel, they've been wandering in the land because of disobedience. And here they were, God had brought them to this place of deliverance again. And I want you just to hear that good news today. Maybe God is bringing to you today the opportunity for salvation, to trust in Him. And you have this chance right now in your heart to cross over from death to life. And you may say, how does that happen, Joseph? It happens whenever you see what Jesus did on the cross for you. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Friend, we we believe when we, we trust in the Lord. And whenever we're trusting the Lord, we're receiving the gift of salvation that only comes through Jesus Christ, only comes through a personal relationship with Him. Friend, He loves you. He died for you. And He's given you this opportunity today to, to truly just uh, surrender to Him with all that you are. And listen, friend, He will take your sin and He will cast it. He will cut it off. So that your life doesn't end up in the Dead Sea. Friend, that that He will cut it off. And He forgives you of your past, your present, and your future. Friend, I will encourage you right now in this moment. You can. You can receive the gift of salvation. You can call upon the name of the Lord right where you're sitting. You just say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I... I see that what Jesus did on the cross for me, how he died for me, how he rose again, and how I can have eternal life in him today. And in this moment, Lord, I'm surrendering my life to you. Friend, if you do that right now, 
Friend, we want to hear about it. We would love to just celebrate with you in that. And, and we want to help you take your next step in following the Lord. Don't miss this opportunity today. And don't let the obstacles of life stand in your way to having a personal relationship with Him. Friends, God bless you. I look forward to the next time that I can connect with you here on our podcast and make sure that you're turning, tuning in for the next time and uh, as we continue this journey with Joshua. God bless you and talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.